So, welcome, and on this week's episode, we have Benedicta, who is a venue sourcing specialist for American Express Global Business Travel. She's 24 years old and passionate about the role young people play in the events industry and how to give them access to opportunities. We also have the lovely Naomi, who is a marketing events manager for AI Tech North, and she is currently studying events management at the Manchester Met Uni. She also has a fabulous Instagram blog, which is her journey as a future events professional, where she shares her experiences and the experiences of others in the events industry. I think to like kick off, it'd be really interesting to kind of hear from both of you um, how you've kind of been dealing with the activism side of Black Lives Matter and diversity and inclusion, kind of in your professional environment and maybe with some of your networks that you're talking to. If there's anything particular you've been doing over the past sort of like five to six weeks, however long it's been. Um, so for me personally, I, um, as I am black myself, I kind of used my voice to raise awareness of what it is like to be um, black in the events industry um, through my events blog, The Millennial Events Manager. So I wrote a piece about what it's like being black in the events industry um, and um, also shared that with my network, which happened to reach um, the CEO of my company, who was really kind of adamant that there needs to be change within the business. And we kind of rubbed minds about how we can make change in the business. And I think from that, a lot of other um, organizations have come forward that they also need help on how to make change within their businesses. So um, that's what I've done. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so when the Black Lives Matter movement first started, um, I took it upon myself to kind of do something and um, sort of campaign as, as, um, as I felt like I needed to contribute. And I felt as a young person and somebody who always strives for a diverse and inclusive space in the events industry because I haven't seen most of that in my university and a lot of my um, event work I've done. So I did a seven-day campaign uh, to amplify black event professionals in the events industry and give voices to those who um, may not have been um, amplified before or people who might um, who haven't been out on scenes um, as in people who we don't really usually see a lot um, talked about in the events industry. So I did that for um, seven days, um, just showing inspirational people in the events industry. I also did talk um, quite a lot on my um, Instagram and my LinkedIn about my thoughts um, of the events industry and how they were actually handling it. And um, I brought it up with my work and tried to bring it up um, with family and um, you know, really try to um, open up that conversation, which really did work on my socials. And um, lots of uh, direct messages and lots of people actually sharing their opinions and in um, private Facebook groups uh, for the events industry, actually trying to get people to talk about it. Because that's one step I kind of found. And um, so that's what I, I started to do um, uh, specifically for. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement and then in terms of like university um, I contacted my uni to say how um, there's a lot more that can be done to also support um, a lot of the young people 
and also become a more diverse um, university because I go to the University of Manchester and for some reason um, it, you wouldn't think that we're a University of Manchester because I mean it's a very um, diverse um, city and for some reason you don't see a lot of diverse people there so that's something that I've started opening up a conversation with the university. Amazing, thank you. Um, what would you say the responses have been um, with regards to your peers and both you've mentioned obviously that you've, you've spoken about within your work environments and your businesses and to your leaders. What, do you, what would you say the response has been? Has it been fairly positive? Has there been lots of questions? Um, how do you think it's been a little bit quiet? Do you think more could have been done? I think... Um the response was always going to be positive because there was no knowledge. Um, but on the other hand, I think once knowledge was acquired, people weren't quite sure what to do with that knowledge. So um, at the beginning, it was like excitement. But then when it came to action, it was a bit slower. Mm. Um, but then, which is expected because it requires strategy. So um, I think... In the corporate world, it's always going to be a lot slower and people are going to get really, there's going to be half and half because some people are going to be a bit bamboozled like, oh, I've never experienced this. So um, I don't think I'm maybe um, a racist or whatever. Um, but then how do I approach my colleagues who may feel like I have acted to them in a certain way, etc. So there is always that, um, you know, unequal balance. I love that word bamboozled. <laughs> love it. I noticed that when I was sharing a lot of stuff that um there was the sort of same people liking and sharing, which is obviously very good. Um but the whole point of it was for people to share and other people to share. Um and that didn't necessarily happen, which was a bit of a shame because um I used to think how um the sort of community aspect of the events industry was so wonderful and then I kind of got like a kick in the teeth like oh actually no they're still sticking the same things and people weren't talking about it you know some companies that I actually really wanted to work with didn't even mention anything um, and I thought that was a, a real shame a real shame and even throughout the whole week when it was it was a really um really intense and just nothing people just talking about I don't know like just the cats and stuff and I was like oh like you know and so, that, so that part really really I just thought oh block you and I'll just not talk to you again and yeah. um, but maybe that's the sort of <laughs> maybe that's the sort of wrong angle to go about it um, <laughs> but, um yeah um but then for my personal sort of friends and family work colleagues they were really supportive and they actually um, they didn't realise the extent um, and when I brought it up they were like okay yeah that sounds good and providing a sort of um, like trying not to come across like I want to not argue but coming across that I want things to change and try and make it seem um, a very sort of nice conversation to try and get people to start doing stuff um, but yeah I did think there was a lot of stuff that the events industry could have done a lot more. There were a lot of groups that I've been a part of where they were very, very, very quiet. 
and which was a real real shame Mm. actually Naomi I remember um <clears throat> I can't remember where I heard it whether it was we had a conversation or we were on a panel or something like that and you actually brought up that I think you were maybe interviewing for a company or you were interested in perhaps doing some work with them so you wanted to ask them about their diversity and inclusion kind of policies um could you explain a little bit more about that to our listeners <laughs> yeah so I, so I had this internship lined up to start and this is actually before the Black Lives Matter movement started. Um, and I did ask them about their sort of diversity and inclusion. Nothing really came of it. You know, they just said that um, they talk and they have open conversations and so on. Okay. Um, and then when the, the, oh, when the movement actually happened, and I was scheduled to start working in mid-August, um, and I sent them in a sort of email and just said, look, I really want to see how we can work this out. And answer my questions as well because I want to I, I want to be part of a company that I like that um, and I still haven't actually heard back from them still haven't heard back at all um, but yeah just trying to ask questions just what you know what have you done to support the movement and even asking about how they actually supported their colleagues during COVID-19 as well that's another big thing that's really important to me um, yeah, unfortunately, someone heard back from them. I don't think I want to either, but, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think it's just trying to have those questions, especially when I go to interviews and when I meet new people, I try and ask those questions if I do want to have that collaboration, to make sure that we're on the same wavelength. Um, and I think that's really important. People have the confidence to actually talk to their future employer about these things, especially at the early stages, rather than later, later on down the line. Yeah, that's really true. So, I mean, thanks for sharing that, Naomi, because I think there's some key things coming out of this. Like, Benedict, I love the work that you're doing on Instagram. So, first of all, with both of you, you're visible online, right? So that's the first thing, which is really helpful and important for a number of reasons. Um, and I think there's a lot more event professionals moving on to using Instagram as a medium to build personal brands and communicate with other people. And Benedict, you do a lot of work on Instagram with highlighting, showcasing, and almost kind of demystifying event careers. Um, yeah. And so talk a little bit about that, because I think there's a lot that the the older generations within the event industry can learn from younger generations and how you're using social media, for example? Um, I think, firstly, in terms of demystifying event careers, um, for myself, I kind of felt as though when I came into the industry as a really a teenager, I didn't know what the pathways were. So to explain to... Obviously, as I've said, I am from an African background, so explain to my parents, oh, I'm going to be an events professional. They're thinking, okay, so you want to be a party planner. So they've already heard what they want, first of all. So um, for me, I was like, I know what situation I've been in to kind of explain that, okay, I could be an events professional, but I could still work in finance, for example, or I could still work in government or um, design or whatever. And... I think given other students or other young people who may want to come to the events industry, that insight is really important to me because I think I needed that when I was at their stage. Um, and then on top of that, um, being visible online 
I think it's been a common thread throughout COVID. I think every uh, Zoom call that you call, you join or something, they will just say, you know, you need to be visible online. And I think that's why a lot more event professionals, I've seen a lot of students actually starting to join and just use their profiles, maybe not their personal, to kind of um, show their work that they're doing for university. And I think that's really good because um, the older generation will probably see social media as like a taboo. Like, why are you on social media? I think um, Robert came on and said he hadn't used Instagram at all until maybe COVID. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, for us, we're just, we're just like, oh, okay, um, Instagram's a normal thing. But as we're moving to a digital age, I think the older generation are going to have catching up to do. Um, and I think it's going to be quite hard for them because they've had their 20 years experience in the industry. They've, you know, worked with X, Y, Z, but that's kind of no longer relevant um after covid <laughs> i wouldn't say it's no longer relevant but there's a new age of um event professionals coming through and they have different skills and one of those skills which are profitable is digital skills because we're now moving to a digital age we're at home we're um hybrid whatever um we may never go back to live events we may never um go back to meeting face to face so essentially the old generation need to understand that this younger generation have a uh, forehead um, over them in a way and be willing to learn rather than, you know, put them down or judge. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really, really interesting because Gabby and I spent a lot of time talking to people who have been in the industry upwards of 15, 20 years and their perspective not all, but there's a good part of the industry who do think things are going to go back to exactly the way they were before. And they're looking forward to things being the way they were before. But when you talk to the younger generation in the industry, their perspective is completely different. And I think yeah. what is often forgotten is that the younger generation are also very similar to clients so where we might be thinking in the industry things are going back to normal your clients have also seen the changes happening and yeah. may have changed their perspective because we're still outside the industry technically yeah so. mm. yeah yeah that's a really interesting point and you know we see that younger generations are far more you know gabby said you know tell us a bit about your activism like this is a, just a normal part mm. of being a young person now say you know sharing your opinion online in itself can be an act you know it's activism mm. isn't it yeah yeah so kind of from you guys and i think there'll be people listening to this podcast and to be honest the majority of the people who listen to the podcast are of the older event generation you know what can they do to reach out and kind of embrace and attract you guys because you're bright young talent let's face it what can the older generation what ways can they reach out and attract you to work for their companies and work with them to move you know and to combine wisdom and experience with mm. this youthful um curiosity um and ability and mm -hmm. um I, I think it all starts off at the beginning when you look at a job description or when you look at an application form and I think as a young person who, you know, I don't have 20 years experience, um, I'm only 19, 
So I don't even, you know, that's not something when I look at a CV, not CV, job description, I want to, I want to see that it's an inclusive CV where it doesn't just focus all, all the time on experience, it focuses on um, you sort of situations and how you adapt and what skills you've learned. I think that would be a better way to be more inclusive, bring more people on board. So I think it starts off, starts off with that process as well and also having a lot of collaboration within the workforce that actually getting younger people to collaborate with older people. Because then you have less of that stereotyping where, you, you know, like you always see like on Twitter and stuff and on memes where you know, like millennials are like, um, we're like lazy, entitled, we're hard to work with, you can't train us, you just want to sit on the phones all the time and not do anything. When actually they couldn't be further from the truth, apart from sitting on the phones because phones is the future. Anyway, um, so I think definitely that sort of collaboration where we actually, I actually get to talk to my older colleagues and kind of actually realise we are the same people at the end of the day. We can both share our skills and um, and kind of collaborate that way. So I think that's one another way. And then also I, I found trying to get mentorship and ask for development from um, people who are either a lot older or just a more sort of range of ages, so like 25-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds and seeing what they what advice they can give me to adapt to this different situations in the industry i think that's one way that can really really help um young people definitely like finding a mentor and um yeah i think and also trying to um sort of eradicate the sort of job displacement i think that happens a lot when i've been to some sort of company to do some work that the thing I'm going to come in, I'm going to take all these people's jobs because I can do social media, I can do this a bit faster. When actually, we can all do it collaboratively. We don't, I don't need to come and take your job. You know, that's company's fault for putting that sort of pressure on me that I've, you know, I'm coming in. So I think there's a couple of things that um, companies and people can do. Um, I agree with Naomi, to be honest. Um, like, job descriptions from the onset need to be a bit more realistic um you can't hire a 25 year old and then ask for 10 years experience <laughs> we we were at school <laughs> so um but um i think as well in some companies they do things like reverse mentoring where um, as Naomi said, an older person mentors a younger person and it's just the younger person mentors the older person um and even without that, I think creating environments from leadership, which is more welcoming to young people. Um, I think, because I'm more corporate, I'll just speak on the corporate side. Going into the corporate world can often be scary because you're like, I'm coming up against, as I said before, someone that's been in this company for um, 15 years. They've met every single person that works here. Um, and oftentimes those people that have been there for a while are not as welcoming and um that environment is like oh unless you get on the team which is quite young everyone's fun if your team isn't that dynamic you're kind of in a bit of a mess so i think having dynamic teams is from a business perspective because first of all the team if you have a team of a lot of older people the team isn't progressive um and then 
bringing in a team of too much young people also isn't progressive. So I think having a reasonable mix where there can be a level head and the young people can also mix with the olders and the older people can learn from the younger people and understand what's happening in today's world thoroughly, um, I think is one way which um, people can, you know, learn. Yeah. Um, and I'll maybe add that I think giving young people the opportunity, I don't feel like there's enough opportunities out there, um, especially in the events industry. I noticed that although some companies offer like the one-year internship, they're not usually events companies that offer the one-year events in- internship. So offering that one-year events internship in an events company broadens someone's mind more so than offering a one-year internship in a beauty company, for example, which is often what we get presented with um, as students. So um, I think events companies in in the events industry should do more um, for opening up insight days or just one week um, shadowing or whatever so someone can actually know what they're getting into before they get there, yeah. Yeah, no, brilliant. Thank you both for being so open and sharing some tips. I think there, it's good always to hear it from the youth, you know, um, in terms of what you want, what you're looking for, but also what you can contribute. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I'd just like to add on as well. I, I feel like I'm sometimes I don't want to be seen as sort of cheap labour to some companies, especially for like volunteer work. I want to feel valued and my time is, also worth money and um, I think that sometimes gets forgotten um, quite a bit um, because we are very good workers we you know all the money as I talked especially in the events industry we're incredible people and I think sometimes we can be undervalued and our sort of time just isn't very regarded yeah um, and we're not treated as equally with sort of training and sort of recruitment side um, I would love to see a lot more sort of training um, and sort of more development sort of courses being provided when you do, if you do have to do volunteering work, etc. Yeah. No, thank you for bringing that point out, Naomi. I think this is definitely a conversation that there's so many kind of threads off of that, but I think people listening it will appreciate some of the insights that you've given us, you know, what it's like to be young in the events industry. So thank you for joining us, Better Get to Naomi. Thank you for having me. Starting out as an event professional, we know how daunting it can be to launch a new career. Event First Steps is an initiative designed to help newcomers of all ages carve their own career path within the events industry. We do this through live events, online content and industry outreach. Visit our website eventfirststeps.com for more information.